Notice of all the different choices of things. I've got like five minutes, so it's all good. It's all good, because, you know, I don't have very many words to get out. Ha ha. <laughs> ah, wow. What a beautiful table that we have here that Robin's prepared for us. The banqueting table. I'd like to start with Song of Songs. And it says... He brought me to his banqueting table, and his banner over me is love. For love waved as a protecting and comforting banner over my head when I was near him. That's from the Amplified Version. That's kind of my kind of Bible because it's got more words in it. Okay. For love waved as a protecting and comforting banner over my head when I was, when I was near him. And that is the whole thing about coming to a table that Jesus invites us to. There is room. There is always room. As Robin said, there is nothing that you have done or have not done or has been done to you that can separate you from the love of God, that can separate you from being invited to his table, to his banqueting table. In the book of Luke, interesting that that's a book that's been spoken out of a bit today. In chapter 14, there's this guy, um, Jesus is in with a whole bunch of people. And one of the guys in the crowd says this in chapter 14. Someday, God's going to have a kingdom feast. And how happy and how privileged will be the ones that get to share in that joy. And Jesus' response was to tell what we call a parable. It's kind of like a story that actually is a picture of another story. And so you listen to the story and then you figure out what God's actually say, Jesus was actually trying to say within the story. So anyway, he told this parable. And he said, There was a man in a town that invited many guests to come join him in a great feast that he was preparing. So he sent out the invitations, right? He sent them out that he was preparing. And when it was ready, he sent out his servants to let everyone know that it was ready, like the table is ready. It's laid. It's ready. But one by one, his guests made excuses. And you could say they were good excuses. I mean, well-intentioned excuses. I mean, they were due to do with working hard. You know, they were getting on with their lives and they were working hard. They were gaining material possessions and so they needed to look after them. They needed to look over them and make sure that they were doing okay. Um, or they were to do with relational issues. And I mean, and it's right that you want to sort out your relational stuff, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's a good excuse to, to not come. The thing is, is that all our good excuses were given priority over the invitation that had been given ages ago. Like they were, it's not like they weren't prepared for this feast to actually being, being prepared for them. So Jesus went on and said, this man turned and issued the invitation by his servant to all in the city. The poor, the blind, the disabled, the hurting, the lonely, even the beggars, 
the outcasts and the homeless. And get this at the end, it says, and insist that they come and enjoy my feast. Insist that they come and enjoy my feast. All are welcome. The banqueting table that he had prepared obviously was laden, like it could feed all those people in the city that had not necessarily been part of the original guest list. God invited and welcomed to the table, or the man, you could say, invited to the table the guests that he'd invited firstly. They are all welcome. But he also invited those that did not expect to be invited. They are welcome too. You know, I could talk this morning on those that kind of like got life got just too busy. You know, those other things got in place, got in front, and so they forgot. Or they were not necessarily forgot, but they just couldn't make the time when the feast was actually ready for them. But I'm not going to, because that's not what God's been nudging me on. See, this message has been brewing in my heart for about three years. Come on home. Welcome home. All are welcome at the table. My banqueting table is open to all. No restrictions. No restrictions. So for me... I don't want to get distracted. I want to come to the table. And God has been taking me deeper into this this truth of his over the years, and especially this last year, where he's been layering it and layering and layering his truth in. And in one of our staff reflections time, he spoke to me out of Ephesians 3, which I will read just a bit later on in the service. But basically, it's that, again, that there were no restrictions at the table. His table is inclusive, not exclusive. And there there is room for me. There is room for you. There is room for all of us. And he has a place set for you, personally, because he's invited you to the table. And he is waiting, and he is ready. You know, I am one of his kids. I'm one of those that have said yes to him. Yes to him being my saviour. So grateful for the cross and what he accomplished on that cross for me. I've said yes to him being my king. I know that I'm a part of his kingdom, that I'm not aligned with this world, but I'm aligned in his world. I have said yes to him being Lord of my life so that it's his way, not mine. I know what it is to kneel at the cross and say, I've tried my way and I didn't do too good. I keep messing up. And I'm so grateful for the cross, for forgiveness, for grace, for redemption, for a second chance, a third chance a fourth chance, a 70 times 77th chance from the Lord. And so many of us that are here are actually like that. You're like me. We've said yes. 
We've said yes to him. We are his representation in the world of his self, of his kingdom, of the way that he does life, the atmosphere that is in heaven, and the ways that he loves to live. And one of the places that he says his banqueting table is, is here, when we gather together. When we gather together. John said it like this last week. Each week we get to go and have music like we're at a concert and then we get to be inspired by a motivational talk on living well, loving well and leading well. And as he was speaking last week, I was thinking, oh no, like he's saying all the points in my message that I'm going to give next week. We hadn't even talked with each other about it. My language for this is that each time we gather together in this space, we are offered a banquet like we have been today. A banquet. And we get to partake of each dish, whether we choose to or not. Whether that be the scripture, like what Paul read for us this morning, we get to partake in that. Or the songs and the words and meditating on the truths that are being sung and spoken and the melodies that have been put to them. Or whether it's the church news and it's catching up and reminding us that we're actually a part of a bigger family, that we've got stuff going on with each other that we can love and support each other in. Or whether it's the message, another dish, full of truth, full of hope, pointing the way for which we can go. Or whether it's ministry that we're offered and we can come and we can find healing and we can find hope and we find ourselves smiling again because of how good God is. Each of those parts is an invitation an invitation to eat. So how do I, how do you, how do we come to the banqueting table? This is what God whispered in my ear. How do you come to the banqueting table, Sandra? How do you come? I know that I don't want to be like that first lot of guests that were invited and just not turn up. Just let myself get distracted by so many things that are going on in my world and my life. I want to come to the table that he sets, that he prepares and makes for me. I guess these are the thoughts that I had that rushed through my mind as that question came, popped into my head. Do I come ready to engage with you, Lord? Or do I have distractions? Do I have restrictions? Do I have hesitations in my heart? Do I have hurt in my heart or judgment in my heart or pride in my heart or comparison or busyness or other gods in my heart? What am I letting distract me? I come into the room. I'm here. But do I sit at the table that has been prepared for me? Do I eat from the table then that has been prepared for me? Or do I go away hungry, leave this space, leave this place, feeling like nothing has changed 
because I've chosen to not eat that which has been placed before me. And I find myself moved to tears like, God, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. I want to honor your cross. Like Robin said, God invites us to lay our burdens at the cross. Lay it all there with him and leave that there with him and come and eat at the table and enjoy what he has prepared for us. And then the second question is, how do I welcome all people at the table? I mean, I thought it was like enough, the first question. (laughs) Then God moved on to the second question. How do I welcome all people to and at his table? You know, I have a friend here in church, and I have noticed that she deliberately goes and sits beside someone different every single week. So she's never sitting in the same seat. She has been intentional with this call to welcome all to the table. She knows that people can come in and not actually realize you're welcome at the table. You're welcome at the table. There's nothing that you have done or not done or that has been done to you that can separate you from the love of God. She understands and knows that, and she shows how to lean in and actually to eat from the table. And I love that. I get inspired by that. I get challenged by that. There are no restrictions in her world and her life, and I see others of you do this as well, and out in the cafe especially. And I guess I just want to say again, for those of us that take part and what we bring here on a, on a Sunday morning when we gather together, I know for our team, when we stand here, we are really intentional in our posture of how we prepare and what we seek God on to bring to you every single Sunday. And it is our heart each week that you would come and that you would taste and that you would see that the Lord is good. I know Paul would have sought God about what scripture to read that you could come and eat what he and the Lord have prepared, for it is good. Each message that is prepared is exactly the same. And no dish is ever the same each week. No dish is ever the same each week. No message is ever the same each week. No worship set is ever the same each week. Because someone different is preparing that dish with God. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. That is our heart. That is our intention. And then John challenged us last week with who do I make sure that is welcome at the table? Who do I make sure that is here? You know, I believe that I'm like the servant in the story. The man sent the servant out to invite the guests to let them know. Who am I letting know? Who am I making sure knows? Do I make sure that I'm including the blind and the lame 
and the weak and the broken? Or am I just going to the guests that I already knew were invited and encouraging them to come and to be here? John said last week to actually like refine it down even further, down to asking God about two people that don't know that they're invited to the table yet and asking God for opportunities and circumstances to look for conversations that can be had that would actually open people's eyes to knowing that God is good and God is kind and God is for them. And that, that whether that may be in your small groups, whether that might be going for a walk with people that don't yet know him, whether that might be at your gym, in the schoolyard, but asking God intentionally for two people to lay that on your heart, that you would be praying for them and looking and asking for God for those kinds of opportunities. You know, at my art class, John mentioned it last week, I endeavour to be intentional and looking for opportunities, looking for those little window moments where I feel like their heart is ready and their heart is open for me just to drop something in about God's goodness or a perspective that they might not have thought about with God there. God is good and God is kind. Who do I make sure is invited to the table? And over the season that we're walking into, I know I know that we're preparing tables. (laughs) We're preparing lots of tables. But I just really want to make sure and remind you to be mindful of the table that you are invited to. You are part of the all are welcome, but that we actually lift our eyes and actually see the bigger picture of the all as well, that we are there. I love what God did when we'd just been talking about this whole banqueting table and it just kept coming up, whether that was in our prayer meetings, whether it was in prophecies that were given, whether it was actually when we are going out and ministering to other people. A couple of weeks ago, God gave Carl a prophetic vision and he saw us all sitting at the banqueting table and we were hanging out and we're talking and we're, we're laughing and we're eating and our cups looked empty. And so Jesus came around with a jug to fill our cup. And Carl could see him starting to pour into someone's cup. And he's had that expression, say when? Say when? So you knew when the cup was, you know, I've got, I've got enough in there, thanks, Lord. You know, that's enough. And, and that this person said, when? <laughs> when? And Jesus just kept smiling and chatting and pouring and then noticing that the cups are actually getting really, really full. And like, when? Like, uh, stop. But Jesus just kept pouring and pouring. And Carl really, really felt that it was like God was saying, he will always give abundantly and extravagantly more as we sit at his table. And then I was reading Ephesians 3. Oh, my goodness. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one, that's you and I, when we've said yes to Jesus, this is what he's saying is on offer to us. 
you will discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. It's God's mighty power that accomplishes all of this. He will achieve more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And when I read that, I just started crying. I was like, why would you not want to come to the table when that is on offer? Why would we not want to invite others to the table when that is available for them? To meet our amazing God, to come and sit and eat and feast. This is one arena, and there are others our small groups, our walking group, our biking group, our quiet times, our driving in the car listening to worship music. There are all sorts of places that God sets a banqueting table ready for us. But here, this is where he does something quite unique. And so I just want to want to call you to remember as we're preparing our Christmas tables, as we are preparing our picnic rugs, as we are getting our barbecues ready, that there are no restrictions at his table. And in my heart, I really want that to be there. There are no restrictions at my table. Let's be ready to sit in the place that God has prepared for us to welcome others and to include others, to eat the food that actually he has got there ready for us to be able to partake of and to be intentional about whom we invite to the table. You know that God is for you and he is with you. No weapon formed against you can prosper because of his great love. You are never alone. You are never alone. And I really wanted to finish our time by being family because that's what this is when we gather together. He gathers us together as family. And those three points that I've just been speaking through about coming to the table, being mindful of it. The second one, how do we welcome others and help others to lean into the table and make sure that they eat and that they drink. And the third one, whom are we inviting to the table? Whom else are we actually including and making it known that you are invited and you are welcome here? I'd love us to gather and pray together for each other over this season, asking God to keep taking that truth deeper and deeper into our hearts and our lives. So if you want to gather in threes or fours 
or clusters, <laughs> however you want to just to turn around it and just be in a nice little hub so that everybody actually can get to speak and to pray together. That would be absolutely awesome because I think God is just, he, this whole service has been layered and prepared for you, um, all leading to this point. Taste and see that the Lord is good.